little things. And I want you to hear not just me, but the Spirit of God speaking through me. And as believers, uh, when you know his voice, not only will a stranger's voice you won't follow, but when you know his voice, you know when he's speaking through one of his prophets or one of his own. So you know that that is of God. It will bear witness with your spirit. So let's talk about little things. Now, anyone who has trapped animals know that in order to be successful, two things are needed. So if you're trying to catch or pray, if you're trying to trap someone, two things are needed in order to be successful. First, it must be hidden in hopes that the animal will stumble upon it. So if you're trying to entrap someone, the bait must be concealed. Number two, uh, it must be baited that way when the animal or whoever stumbles upon it will be caught by its deadly jaws. So one, in order to be successful, if you're trying to entrap someone, it must be baited and it must be hidden. And Satan, who is the enemy of our souls, incorporates both of these things or these strategies as he lays out his most deceptive and deadly traps. So this is part of Satan's mode of operation. He uses bait. He uses people. Okay? And when they come to you, that's why when most people fall, they, they become entrapped because they're unsuspecting. They're not looking because it's so concealed. That's why you have to know uh, God's voice. Therefore, when you, before you stumble on something, he already has given you the heads up. You can discern, you can pick it up that this woman is being deceptive. This man has some hindered, uh, uh, he has some private agendas in mind. So two things are needed. So remember that it must be baited and it must be hidden. And it has been little things, guys, trivial things, things that are inconsequential, that has destroyed right connections, good relationships, as well as golden opportunities. <laughs> I said again, little things has caused people to be disconnected from where they're supposed to be. Little things have caused great relationships or relationships that had great potential to disseminate or to dissolve. It's little things that has caused people to miss golden opportunities, all because they fell for the bait. Luke 17, 1 through 3. Luke chapter, or 1 through, through 4. Luke chapter 17. So what are we talking about? Little things. Little two things. So if someone is trying to trap you, 
and see, Satan is so cunning and deceptive. He's not going to tell you his intentions up front. And oftentimes, uh, when we are offended or knocked off or distracted, it usually comes from those who are the closest to us. <laughs> That's why when someone you don't know say something crazy about you, it doesn't bother you as much as those that you are close to. It doesn't carry any weight because I don't know you. You don't mean much to me. But if it's someone close to me, as the psalmist said, someone who was born in my house or someone who was, did I've allowed to stay in my house, someone who I have granted close proximity. Those are the ones that often, that's why they're so unsuspected. I never would have thought that sister so-and-so would do me that way. I never would have thought that brother so-and-so would do me that way. And let me tell you, there are two types of offended people, those who think they have been offended and those who have been offended. And most, most oftentimes, it's uh, uh, the first, it's those who, have, who think they've been offended. And this is very important because, uh, let me jump ahead of myself. The, the very, listen, beloved, this is why we can't allow ourselves to take hold of offense. Because the very first thing that goes when you get offended is your hearing. I'll write that down if I were you. The very first thing that goes when you get offended is your hearing. That's why, and I've been doing this 20 plus years, that's why when someone gets offended, the, the person who stood, this is an example, who stood before the congregation, the person who cried and you knew that, and, and God did send them, the very first thing they say when they get offended is God is telling me to go. See, the very first thing that goes when you are offended is your hearing. Proverbs, let me show you something. We'll come back to this. See, the Lord has already shifted this. Proverbs 18, 19, New King James Version. Watch this. The, the very first thing that goes when you're offended is your what? Hearing. See, you don't hear what you think you hear. And see, it's a very, Satan, again, it's very dangerous when you take it. Because when you take offense, you become a magnet to being oppressed, if you're a believer, by demons. You take the magnet, you become a magnet to be suppressed by demons. You, you, you become a magnet to be heavily influenced by demons. That's why there's acrimony, there's bitterness, there's hatred, even the spirit of murder. You remember Saul when he got offended at David? This man sought to kill. Why? Because he was offended. And I submit to you, I, and I, I give you another, I, look how the Lord's moving. Now watch this. Even in the case of Saul, and I had not intend to go here, when Saul was offended, I, 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 something to prove that your hearing goes, this man got so vexed that he began to seek after soothsayers to get a word. He was so vexed 
And since he couldn't hear, let me go to somebody who could possibly tell me what God is saying. Ah. But the very first thing that goes is your hand. It proves it right here. I've never heard that before. As much as I've taught on offense. Watch this. And I got that this morning. Where did this come from? Whoever placed it up here, I receive it. I don't know who did it. And when did you do it? I missed it. Oh, okay. Well, I receive it. See, that's when you when you flow, you you don't see things. <laughs> Amen. A brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. Hold on now. A brother offended. See, why is he harder to win? One. He doesn't want to hear what anybody has to say. Because now all the attention is on himself. Let me show you how strong offense is. Notice it says a brother offended is harder to win than a strong city. In ancient Egypt, the cities were fortified. If you remember Jericho, most of the cities were walled. Now watch this. And it took years for some to breach those cities. So you just couldn't run up in a city. No, sometimes the walls were so thick and high that it would take years sometimes to break through. That's why some people, when they get, a, again, you become a magnet to being influenced by Satan. Watch this. That's why it takes years sometimes for people to get over it. Why? Because they, they're holding on to that thing and that thing will it will eat you from the inside out. And contentions are like the bars of a capsule. You know how thick a capsule? How, imagine how, just imagine, just say a, a, a two feet round, steel. So this is not, this is something that you don't want to play with. It's the little things. You just don't wake up offended. It starts off as a seed. It grows. Yeah, you just don't wake up. No, it starts off as a seed. That, that, that's why as it progressively gets worse, their attitude gets more toxic and toxic. And they begin to isolate themselves, as the scripture says. Are you here? So now, let's go back to, but I, I, if you don't get anything else out of this, I want you to pin that, that the first thing that goes is your hearing when you're offended. A brother offended is harder to win than a that, in other words, I can compromise, I can break into this city, I can get through the walls quicker than I can through an offended brother. I'm sorry, ladies or sister. Don't want to leave anybody out. Luke 17. I, I, there's a reason why the Lord shifted this man. I've been studying something else all week in the last day or so. Hey, no shift here. 
Then I, then, then I tried to fight it. Now, maybe you want me to do this on Wednesday night. No, I, I didn't say Wednesday night. Do it Sundays. Because I was trying to, I kept pulling back towards what I've been studying all week. Then the Lord was pulling out, this is not a Wednesday or Tuesday subject, son. Yes, Father. <laughs> then he, talking about Jesus, said to the disciples, are you here? Read with me. It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him from whom they do come. First, write this down. Understand this. It is inevitable to live on this fallen planet without the possibility, listen to this, beloved, of ever getting hurt, offended, misunderstood, lied to, lied on, or rejected. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Ah, it's going to happen. You're going to be lied on. Yeah, it's going to happen. I don't care how saved you are, how holy you are. Somebody's going to lie on you at some point in time. I don't care how close to God you are. There's going to come a time where somebody, and I'm not speaking negatively, but you, based upon what Jesus said, somebody's at some point going to reject you. Yeah, I know you thought you was the hottest thing going, but not to him. He wants. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> I pray today, Lord, let me stay focused on the subject. <laughs> Here's the thing. Offense is going to come, Sister Moore. And it's not so much the offense that's dangerous. It's when you take hold of it, when you let it take root, that's when the danger comes. See, you, you can get out the trap, but it's when you refuse to get out and you let it take root. So if you're thinking that you will never be offended, the opportunity will always present itself. I now submit to you, probably before the day ends, the opportunity now, we're not saying you're going to take it, big man, but the opportunity to take it will be presented. It'll be something little. It'll be real small. Let me hold $5. Here's what you do. Next time somebody say that. Let me hold five dollars. You, you gonna hold it? Okay. Let them hold it. Thank you. <laughs> I just got that. I don't know why I did that. But because you took it back, I got offended. Verse two. It would be better for him if a milestone were to hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea, then he should offend one of these little ones. Now, here we see in verse 2, uh, Jesus gives us a somber warning or an extremely serious warning, reminding us that we are accountable for the care of our brethren. That's why I said, hey, listen, it's impossible that offenses may come, but don't you be the one doing the trap setting. Don't you be the one who throws the trap stick 
and it refers to the trigger of a trap, the part that ensnares its prey. Are you here? Verse 3, take heed, listen to this, take heed to what? Your sails. Do you guys hear me? Take heed to your sails. If your brother sins against you, what? Rebuke him. That, see, rebuke, again, it means to stop, to call the hold. It doesn't mean uh, what y'all say, turn up. It doesn't mean go in. It means, hey, stop. <laughs> Bring it, call attention to. See, you got to remember, we're Christians, right? <laughs> so our response is not going to be like somebody who doesn't know Jesus or have a relationship with Jesus. Watch this. And if he repents, what? What, verse 4. Look, watch this. And, and, and uh, okay, there you go. And if he sins against you, what? Seven times. And I submit to you, if he sins against you eight times, ten times. And when the Bible mentions uh, one passage seven times, seven or whatever it is, it doesn't mean after 49 times you stop. It literally means as many times as it takes you forgive your brother. Yeah, not 70 times, seven. Well, I forgave you 490 times. That, that's it. The Lord said. And they'll try to use scriptures. God's in the twist and everything. God said. As many times <laughs> as it takes. Verse 3. Let's go back to verse 3. Notice he says, take heed to yourselves. Now, a couple of things I want you to notice as we move on. In these verses, particularly 1 through 4, we find another key to dealing with offenses. Notice Jesus said, uh, one, that they will come. But we should be on guard. So the first thing I have to know is I should always be alert or be on guard. Why? Because Peter says that Satan, our enemy, goes around as a royal lion, seeking whom he may devour. One translation says uh, trying to catch those who are napping. So you have to always stay on guard. Are you here? Then he tells us when a brother sins against you or offends you, what we should be ready to forgive them as soon as they repent. Now, nothing in life, guys, starts big. Remember, it often starts off as a seed. That's why it must be dealt with in its infant stage. Immediately. Nothing in life starts off big. You... Although some look like it, but when you were born, you didn't come out, you know, like full grown. No, you came out as a, you grew into, okay? Did I say something funny? What was funny? Okay? So, it's the same with offense. Listen to this, guys. And offense always starts off, listen to this, it always starts as a thought. And thoughts are seeds 
that enter your mind. See, see, love thinks no evil. Love thinks the best, not the worst. That's why you have to be a good guarder of your heart. See, offense always starts off as a thought. Those subtle suggestions. Seeds of offense are the beginning of the developments of offense in our lives. So it's these seeds that are the beginning of developments of offense. So if the seeds aren't killed, Sister Walker, I'm sorry, Sister, they grow. Are you here? But here's the thing. You've heard me say this years ago or numerous occasions. I may not always can stop the thought before it comes. It just came so quick. You, you weren't intending to think about that at that particular time. It just came. But once it comes, I can deal with it. Are you here? So we have the ability to refuse the thought as well as uproot the seed before the offense becomes fully grown. You have the ability to do that. See, it's a choice. See, the opportunity is going to come, but you have to take it. You don't have to be offended. So to receive it, Brother Damien, I willingly chose to accept it. And I submit to you, you don't have to be offended. You Listen, you can be such a lover of God's word. In other words, I live in agreement with what God says about every situation, circumstance, that nothing offends me. Psalm 119, 165. Let me show you something real quick. Hadn't planned to go there this early. Watch this. Great ah, peace <laughs> have they that love thy law. And nothing, guys, this is true. You are such a lover or you live so in agreement with God's word that every time it comes, I bat it off. Why? Because that's trivial. I'm working on something. God has great things in store for me. There's too much that lies ahead for me to be moved by trivial, inconsequential matters. So I could say it this way, or let's look at it this way. If I'm always offended, Brother Moore, that lets me know that perhaps I'm not a lover of living in agreement with God's word. You can't be. Are you here? Great peace. See, that's the place you want to get to where I have great peace, undisturbed peace. Why? Because God's word, listen to this, notice, God's word, you, you already know this, misgob is a defense. 
and it puts you in that inassailable place, unassailable place, a place where you cannot be questioned, defeated, or attacked. Put that verse up there, Tim, Psalm 94. Did you hear me? Notice, we just seen Alina. Is that Alina? You got your mask on. Okay, okay. Okay, I got to see you, daughter. Now watch this. So if I love his word, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, okay, or his word. So if I keep his word or respond accordingly as he wants me to, big man, nothing is me. Why are you walking around in strife, bitter, mad? But the Lord or the word, you can say the one, is my defense. That word defense is in Hebrew is the word misgod, which means to be placed in an unassailable place. So that word puts you in a place where you cannot be questioned, attacked, or defeated. So when you are a lover of his word, little trivial things repel off you like water off of a duck's back. It's, it, it doesn't bother you. Why? Because God has me in such a place of peace. Uh, uh, I, I did, I, I, you were, I didn't even know. See, 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 you, you, you're so in tune and focused on God that you, you didn't even realize that someone tried to attack you or you, 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 you was oblivious to the fact that you were even trying to trap me because I'm so close to God that he puts me in a place where I can't be defeated, questioned, or attacked. Write this down. You've heard this before. That word offense is the Greek word scandalon. It means a snare. A stumbling block. A cause for error. Now, notice it, a stumbling block. That word stumbling block, it stresses the method or means, listen to this, of entrapment. In other words, how someone, listen to this, is caught by their own devices, like their personal biases or carnal thinking, which goes back to what I said earlier. Most people who are offended think they have been offended. Why? Because of their own carnal biases or their personal biases or carnal thinking. That's why you have to guard, guys. Proverbs 23, 4.23. Look at this. Be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Hold on. Luke tells us, be careful how you hear. Here, the writer of Proverbs says, be careful how you think. 
See, you have to be careful how you hear because how you hear affects how you think. And if you hear wrong, you think wrong. That's why the very first thing that goes when you are offended is your hearing. And that's why you, most people think crazy and they, they plot and they plan and they scheme against you. Why? Because their thinking has been corrupted. That word is the Greek word scandalous from which we get the English word scandalize. That's why most people who are offended, they engage in scandalizing talk. Defamatory talk. Malicious gossip. See, that's why, you know, I'm not a proponent of listening to people who, you know, before he was your homeboy. But now when you're mad, you want to leak all this business. See, that's, that don't, watch, watch who your friends are. Now, last week, he was all that in the, the, the next best thing to slice bread. But this week, yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know, though. See? See, because of the offense, now you want to scandalize the man. But what I say to that, let him without fault. Okay. Now, what about your stuff? Oh, boy, this is good. Did, did y'all see that? Now, last week, Lord, let me stay focused. You, know, you remember when, we, when I backed up, he backed up. But today, he got closer. Fast learner. <laughs> let's see. No, no, we still going to talk about offense. We ain't getting off sidetrack today. Let's, let's get back to this. Let's get back in a serious mode. So you can lift that burden today. You see, sometime in life, we want to laugh away stuff. It's, it's still going to be there. You're you still in trap with it. But yeah, no. Uh, this is a real deal, man. It's serious. So it, it, that word scandal, we get the English word scandalized to, to scandal, to engage in malicious gossip. Watch this. Metaphorically, it's any personal thing which one is entrapped or drawn into error or even sin. So when you're offended, you're drawn into error. Are you here? Verse 3, notice he says, take heed to your Sales. In other words, give full attention, watch this, to yourself and stay on course. That's why he says, take heed to yourself. You make sure that you are a good guarder and you stay on course. You keep your focus. That's why Jesus said, notice we're talking about little things, little things. Notice how Jesus said that it's impossible that no offense says, plural, should come. 
So most, watch this. So most people are offended as a result of a bunch of little things that grew into big things. Again, a bunch of little things that grew into big things. And since I didn't deal with it in its infant stage, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I want to admonish you and exhort you, beloved, to watch out for the little things. Cast down the thought when it comes. Don't let it linger around. Are you here? Don't allow little things to turn into big things. It's nothing more than a trick of the enemy. See, you're falling for it when you allow little things to turn into big things. And really, offense is... is it's, it's nothing more than a sign of spiritual immaturity. person who's not fully developed, not mature in the things of God. Why? Because if I'm a lover of the word, nothing offends me. And that offense is one of Satan's many traps to create division, not just in the churches, but in homes and marriages and relationships in the marketplace. Even now, it's creating divide among the churches of, should I be vaccinated? Should I not? Should I do this? Should I do this? And, and, and believers are so off focus that the gospel message has almost become silent. But the devil is a liar. Are you here? So it's the what? Little things. So we have to be careful about little things. Song of Solomon 2, 15. Here, Solomon is engaging with the Shulamite woman. Listen to what he says in verse 15. Catch us the what? Foxes. The Little foxes that spoil the vines. For our grape, excuse me, for our vines have what? Tender grapes. Notice how he says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin our vineyards, our vineyards that are in blossom. And it may seem somewhat idiosyncratic or curious that in the midst of a tender romantic conversation, talks about little foxes. It's like writing a love poem, then in the midst of it, watch out for them dogs. <laughs> Notice that. You have to start up the verse one. But, but he's in this tender, romantic conversation. Watch out for them little foxes. But the foxes are symbolic. In ancient literature, Wild animals was often used to represent problems that could separate lovers. Now, you can write this down. The little foxes are an example, listen to this, of the kind of problems that disturb or destroy relationships. So they are examples of things that can destroy or problems, that is, that can destroy or disturb relationships. And in their case, but in relationships in general, the lovers wanted anything that could potentially cause problems between them to be removed. So anything that, potentially, that can potentially cause problems between you and what you fellowship, you and your spouse, you and your relationships, you and in the market, wherever, anything that could be a potential problem, I need to deal with it at the root. Yes. 
That's why you have to be a good discerner. Are you here? And it's often the little foxes or the little things that causes the biggest problems in relationships. We're not dealing with marriage uh, one-on-one today, but most married people can identify with that. Some of your biggest arguments have come over little, little things. And let me move on because I don't want to get stuck in it. So the, the, the command, in essence, is, listen, guys, is to take preventive measures to protect your relationships from anything that can harm them. That's why, going back to Proverbs uh, 4.23, you have to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. And I, and I, and I, I would write this down. Maintaining good relationships means choosing to live offense-free. So if, if you're going to maintain healthy relationships, if you're going to remain connected to where God has called you, you're going to have to choose to live offense-free. Listen, it's a choice. Uh, that, that's an impossible feat, Pastor. No, it's not. We just seen in Psalms 1, uh, uh, what was that, 119, 165, that great peace have those that love your law and nothing offends them. Are you here? Offense, notice, it starts off as a seed of thought. It's, you can look at it this way. It's a spiritual seed. Let me give you this, and I'll get to a stopping point. There are four ways that those seeds get sown into us. There are four ways that these seeds of offense get sown into us. Number one, they get sown into us by what others say to us. What others say? Again, remember this. Be careful how you hear. Because how you hear will determine how you think. And, and, and to wait to just a good way to kill this foolishness is stop assuming. Stop assuming. Stop assuming. See, see. notice, you can tell when the seeds are, are, are starting to uh, uh, grow. You can hear it in the conversation. Well, I thought you were mad. Well, what made you think that? The best way to know, thank you, sir, is to, are you upset with me? You, you could walk into a, a, a department store and not maybe greet it up front or as quickly as you thought. And before you know it, offense has already set in. Why? Because you assume that because you are yellow or black <laughs> or white, they, 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 they don't want to patronize. And we don't want to buy anything anyway, just in there being nosy. <laughs> I ain't buying nothing in here ever. <laughs> and, I, and why they walk out like that, I don't know. Never coming back. Offended. Little things. Not knowing that the person probably didn't even see you. 
And if they did, you still have the right to not take the bait. We were at Subway a couple weeks ago. My son was getting the subs. And, you know, I politely asked the young lady, you know, ma'am, and I'm always smiling, so I know she, you know, I was cool. Ma'am, uh, do you mind switching the gloves? You know, if you touch, I don't want to, it to be cross-contaminated with any kind of dairy on it. She snatched them out. <laughs> and I said, and I said just like this, I said, are you okay? <laughs> you all right? <laughs> He's grunting. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so I'm hearing, okay, Lord, what's, what's, what's going on? It's apparent she has an issue. But see, again, if I allow the offense, guess now, I'm, we, we snapping back, clapping back at each other over a foot long. <laughs> see, I chose a long time ago, you ain't getting me a strife. You're not getting me offended. Why? Because I made a conscious decision. I'm not letting that bother me. Now watch this. So uh, she, <laughs> she goes on to make, you know, she started making sense. And I said, uh, I asked her again. I said, I didn't offend you, did I? No, I'm good. So she's making a sandwich. You know, I'm, then now I'm deciding, should I get what I wanted? <laughs> you know, I wanted a, a spinach wrap with tuna. And I'm thinking, Lord, should I order mine? <laughs> I mean, I'm right here looking at her, but I don't know if she can be smooth like Carter and drop something when I'm not looking or what, because I couldn't. <laughs> so, Holy Spirit was like, just sow a seed on it. Well, I guess it was, well, yeah, because I wasn't thinking about giving her any money. So, I guess it was the Lord. <laughs> you know, we, we put everything on the Lord, where the Lord said. It, it, even if it wasn't, I just said, I'm a blessed with 29. It may have been the Lord. I, I'm not going to say it wasn't. It could have been. But either way, I'm like, okay, so I put out a $20 bill in her whole mood. Tina. Oh, what can, do you want anything? I ain't never seen a sandwich wrap so nice in place for <laughs> <What>, $20? <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. I said, I knew something was up. She's like, no, it wasn't you. I was already in a bad mood. See, it, it, it was something else. We just happened, and I was like, well, why we got to catch it? <laughs> I was laughing like, why, what would I do? So, but because I chose not to take it, Huh? And turn that thing around and come to find out she was already in a jacked up attitude. Or somebody else had about done messed up their date. Well, did even in that, you have to let it. But I could have easily, because of the way she snatched the gloves off, and, and some who been guilty of that before. You see the reaction and you go in. Oh, you, you forget all about your member of SGFC. <laughs> You forget about all your holy Facebook posts and how you just got through praying in the Holy Ghost. You, you lose all that. 
do like Paul. And you say things and do things that's not even named among the sinners. <laughs> so, number one, let me give you these other three. So, number one, we, we allow it, uh, uh, seeds, seeds are, are sown by what others said to us. You know, and for some people, all they've ever heard uh, were cutting and abrasive words, and they allow. So they grew up, since they didn't know how to process and deal with, they just angry people, just mad people. They don't know. Just, just. number two, what others did not say to us. What do you mean? You know, how don't feel appreciated. Yeah, I, don't, I spent all day cleaning it. At least you could have said uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm mopping and and washing and and and, 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 and. So we get offended at what others did not say to us. You know, they didn't compliment you. Pastor <laughs> could have said, thank you. I'd stand here every Sunday greeting people, <laughs> and nobody ever says thank you. <laughs> Look, and see, you have to kill that when a thought comes because it could grow. No, no, it's going to grow until you just lash out. <laughs> Next thing we know, I'm teaching, I all I hear is boom, and you don't bust it out the door because nobody says thank you. And, we, it, it, and I try to do as much as we can, but even if I, if I don't say anything about how you prayed, don't let that offend you. Yeah, I, I, I really went in this morning and... <laughs> Man, and everybody was saying, amen. everybody, everybody but pastor said I did a good job. <laughs> but see, and if you're doing it for that re those reasons, you're already wrong. That's your reward. You, no, no. The scripture tells us that whatever you do in word or deed, do it as unto the Lord and not as unto men, knowing that God will reward you. So you don't do it for the applause of men. And I'm not saying we don't venerate and honor people, but that's not why if, you, if you're serving for someone to say something, you need to sit down until you're ready to serve as unto the Lord. I was listening to the video this weekend. Now, who's blowing the whistle? I wanted to recognize them. Is, is that, is that is, is, yeah, thank you. I heard that whistle. I said, man, whoever that is, they are dedicated <laughs> to blowing the whistle. Thank you for blowing the whistle. I knew I haven't heard it in a while, but I noticed it Sunday. Amen. <laughs> blowing the whistle. I've been blowing it out, and he just now saying something. <laughs> All these years, 
Now, now let me say this, and we're about to close. We only need one whistle, guys. Yeah. And I heard I'm going to Academy of Sports. I'm getting me a whistle. Uh, you, you can get it, but you will be shut down. We only have room for one whistle. One new whistleblower per service. <laughs> and if the Lord does tell you to get one, you have to be trained by Sister Williams. It's a certain way. You, it's, a, it's, it's a method to that. It's a method to it. <laughs> now let's get back to this. Yeah, because yeah, you have to know when to blow it. Certain, certain times you have to know. That's an art. You just can't blow. No, no, you, you blow it out of season. You have to know when to blow. Ooh, that, that's a word. You have to know when to blow. Now, number three. <laughs> number three. Number three. Here, big man. Come get this. Number three, what others did? That boy running. There you go. Bless you, sir. Good to see you, young man. Uh. <laughs> see, see, you can't, can't bless nobody. <laughs> can't bless nobody. <laughs> Are you offended, Pastor? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Only people I know can do that are ballers. Number three, what others, we offended by what others did to us. Those negative actions are reactions. Those selfish actions, those humiliating experiences can cause the seed of offense to germinate in our hearts. So we have to be careful what others, and see, here's the thing, don't put more into it than you have to. You know, I could have took the experience, the example that I gave you, I could have took that way she responded to me. No, I'm not going for that. It's trivial. I gotta let that mess up my day because she's having a bad day. See, that's a choice. Are you here? And number four, what people didn't do for us. Ooh. You know, that favor or assistance we did not receive. Y'all here? All right, thank you, sir. Y'all here? So, number one is what? So, the, the four ways that seeds get to. The seeds of offense get sown into our hearts are number one, what, what others what said to us. See again, but but I want you to remember this. Be careful how you hear, because how you heard it may not be how they meant it. And the reason why we have to be careful because if I receive it like that, now your thinking is on a rampage. It's going to create a snowball effect. Because if I took it wrong, yeah, number two, 
what others did not say to us. Number three, what others did to us. And number four, what people didn't do for us. And again, remember this, guys. Offense itself is not dangerous. It's when we pick it up and consume it, feed on it, and allow it to get into our hearts that we become offended. It's when we take it. See, the opportunity is going to come, but it's taking it that makes it dangerous. Another thing you have to remember about offense, it always, always colors your thinking. It's, you know, what we hear is never what we hear, and what we see is never what we see. Not when you are offended. No, when the eye is bad, the whole body is full of darkness. And what happens, and here's the thing, it distorts your outlook. See, you can't play with this. Notice, the reason why people stay offended so long, we've seen that in the Proverbs, it, um, a brother who is offended is harder to win than a strong city. It, that, that's, it, it lets you know how, how, how great that hold can be on an individual. And you have to understand, if I'm holding it, as long as you, whatever you hold, mold you. What, what you hold, you begin to mold into that thing. And that's why you, you, people are so... You even now have people who haven't freed themselves even from divorces or uh, bad relationships, and, and you're taking that toxicity into another relationship all because of you, you, your refusal to let that thing what he or she or they did to you go. Remember, when you take hold of it, you now become a magnet to oppression, suppression, and heavily influenced by demonic influences. So it distorts your outlook. Your judgment is impaired, just like someone driving under the influence. Why? Because, uh, again, when the thoughts are wrong, your actions are going to correspond. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing offends them. Guys, don't allow little things to get in your way. If you remember in the Old Covenant, when they were getting ready to exit Egypt, and Peter mentions it also, they were told to gird up their loins. Well, what the writer was trying to express is that the men and women, they wore a certain type of robe. And when, it, when the writer expressed to girl up their loins, they were to bring it up and tie the rope about their waist. Why? Because they were often long and drugged the ground. So you're about to move. You're about to exit. You're about to go in somewhere new. And it's the little things that trips you up in life. So we have to make sure that we gird up the loins of our mind Think in line with the Word of God. Why? Because it is the little things, watch this, that will prevent you from going into that new thing. So I admonish you today, let go of the little things. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs>